This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Erica DeBoer, System Vice President and Chief Nursing Officer for Sanford Health. Erica, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thanks so much for having me, Laura. Now, we're excited to have you back. As always, you have great commentary and insights whenever you speak with us. But for those listeners who are just joining in conversations, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background? Absolutely. Happy to. Uh, My name is Erica DeBoer. I've actually been the chief nursing officer for just under three years now. I've been part of the Sanford system for my entire nursing career, starting as a nurse aide on the pulmonary unit and moving my way to to this this, uh, position today. I have the privilege of leading almost 9,000 extraordinary nurses who carry out our mission every day. They provide world-class care to patients regardless of their zip code. As many of you know, two-thirds of our patients that we serve actually live in rural areas. And of course, we face unique challenges, not only with staffing and scheduling, but also the patient care um, realm as well. We've got fewer resources and access to care, but more importantly, uh, in many cases, our rural health care, our rural population actually experience higher rates of chronic illness, including depression, heart disease, stroke, and cancer. That, coupled with low rates of preventative care utilization, certainly can lead to that delayed diagnosis and treatment. So it really is uh, important for us to consider what it means to be the premier rural healthcare organization in the United States, but also some of the challenges that we need to uh, work through as we navigate that. One other piece just to highlight is, uh, as many of you may know, uh, Sanford Health is headquartered in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, but we're an integrated healthcare system that serves more than 1.5 million patients. We have uh, over 200,000 health plan members across 250,000 square miles, which is truly the, the size roughly of Texas. Wow, that's really impressive and just a huge area that you're responsible for serving in. So I I can imagine there's a lot of diverse communities that you oversee as well. Given the breadth and depth of people that you're serving, especially within a mission-driven organization like Sanford, how are you making sure that you're still becoming our premier rural healthcare provider in the U.S.? What are some of your top priorities? What is taking up most of your time? Appreciate that question. My top priorities, along with the teams that I partner with in all of our markets, is focused on system-wide initiatives aimed at leveraging technology. AI and automation is incredibly important to support our nursing workforce, as well as consider how that could bring joy back to the work by reducing the administrative tasks that take away from the most fulfilling part of our team's uh, part of their job, caring for our patients. To be honest, um, I use this coin phrase often, but how do we get rid of the stuff that doesn't add value to the day? So get rid of stupid stuff or gross. Uh, How do we work more efficiently? Um, And and actually ask the question about, is this value add work? Are people able to work at the top of their license? And how do we do that in a way that's going to resonate not only with our patients, but all of the care team? As you well know, um, many different publications have shared that one of the other most important things that I'm concentrating on is we have a huge workforce shortage that's coming. It's been reported by McKinsey that 600,000 nurses intend to leave the workforce by 2027. When we think about the shortage and how that impacts our rural areas, certainly we have to think about what that means and how we can be strategic about how we do that. 
when we think about workforce and we think about some of those shortages, some of the fundamental changes that we have to put into place is how do we use data? How do we use data help more proactively uh, analyze data to understand how we can actually staff uh, our, our hospitals as well as our clinics to maintain really that high quality of care that we've committed to. Additionally, our employees are incredibly important to our mission. So how do we make sure that we're focusing on their well-being as well? Some of the other strategies that we're focusing on, as I mentioned, AI and other technology that we're leveraging is we're looking at uh, remote nursing solutions as well as telemonitoring. So what does that look like? Um, we have actually computer vision technology that we're piloting in two of our inpatient locations to try to help us understand how virtual nursing could roll out across our entire enterprise. It's important for us to look at all different ways for us to solve some of the burdens of our frontline teams so that we can get back to that joy of work. That makes a ton of sense. And certainly having that joy in the workplace and purpose and meaning within the work that you're doing is really exciting. It can motivate people to come to work every day. As a clinician and as a nurse, I can imagine it's tough sometimes when stressful situations arise. But as you were talking through things um, and, and thinking about the technology and AI that's available today in ways that you can do remote care or support remotely um, the bedside workforce, how do nurses on your team really take that? Is it a welcome change in being able to augment or boost them? Or are there some anxieties around the changing workflows and bringing technology to support them when they're trying to care for patients? Well, Laura, there's always concern that comes with change. Uh, and so the way that we try to navigate change management as well as supporting our frontline teams is to make sure that they have a seat at the table. So they're the ones that know, they're the brilliance at the bedside that can help us identify those things that might be a barrier or something that might not help. So technology in many cases needs to really meet the needs of our frontline team. So can I say that everyone's excited about all the changes that we're bringing to light? Not all, um, but that's why their voice is really important. And we ask for their opinion as we also um, use a shared governance structure to help support that nursing voice and as well as the clinical teams. They, we've learned a lot from them every day to try to help them navigate through. But communication is key, engagement is key, as well as uh, making sure that they have awareness uh, to the work that's happening, even if it might not be within the walls of their hospital, but how could it impact them in the future? That's really helpful to understand, and I love that approach. Now, how do you see Samford Health growing and evolving over the next two to three years or so, especially given what we've already talked about on the workforce and how digital technologies are changing, and certainly the healthcare landscape overall is really changing very quickly? Yeah, so over the next two to three years, we remain very focused on building a more resilient workforce of the future. That means a lot of different strategies, as you can imagine. That's a, a loaded statement. So as you can imagine, the strategies that we put in place, one, um, welcoming almost 300 internationally educated nurses to our team each year over the next couple years. Our hope is that these nurses stay with us long-term since two-thirds of the nurses are bringing their families with them. Additionally, the second strategy is 
how will we continue to partner with our local schools of nursing? We've got incredible relationships across our entire footprint. How do we continue to leverage that relationship and actually challenge some of the tradition that we've um, had in the past to support upper rural Midwest? Outside of our recruitment activities, we want to make sure that we're not um, putting anyone in a place where they can't have access to be part of our healthcare team. So we're looking at different ways to recruit, not only uh, our frontline nursing teams, but other clinical team members that can help contribute to the care of our patients. As I mentioned, investing and leveraging in technology so that we can find new ways to improve job satisfaction is another really important place that we're focusing time and energy for retention. Um, but also um, when we think about the next two to three years, the survey conducted by McKinsey and the ANA found that nurses are most satisfied with parts of their job that require that human and patient interaction. They're really at the sharp end of the work that's happening. And so in continuing to be able to hear their voice and have them share those things that add joy back to their work, and then we can reduce the, some of that administrative burden as well. That makes a lot of sense and seems like it'll be a great way to continue to evolve and grow within the organization as also improving patient care because I can imagine for patients as well as um, is probably one of the most enjoyable parts of care is being able to interact with nurses and develop those relationships. Yes, we've got an incredibly committed nursing practice. Um, we have several magnet facilities as well as an incredible set of bedside leaders as well as executive leaders that help to support our frontline teams as well as the patient care that we deliver every day. Fantastic. Well, I have one more question for you before we wrap up here. Could you talk about one change that you or your team has made recently that yielded great results? One change is tough. I think the the one thing that resonates most with me that I feel like has made the biggest difference is us managing through the COVID pandemic. I know no one wants to talk about the COVID pandemic, but what I saw and what I experienced through the COVID pandemic is our ability to truly behave and act and execute as an integrated system. When we think about the uh, opportunity that we had to work as a cohesive team and solve problems that came up every single day. I, I can't share how incredibly proud I am of the team and that continued integrated system that we continue to function in. As you can imagine, the COVID pandemic is behind us, but as we look ahead, the number of patients that need us is still extensive. And so just as recently as um, over the last month, we've seen record high census. And so the ability for us to use our critical access hospitals and our integrated system to help support those patients that need to be triaged to our tertiary medical centers and then keep some of those other patients close to home in our critical access hospitals has been amazing. That collaborative, forward-facing opportunity for us to make sure that the patients get the care that they need. It might not be in the typical setting, but amazing to see the opportunity that we've put together. I'd say the second um, opportunity is through access. Um, when we think about that change that we've made, our ability to allow access to our patients, no matter where they live, no matter what zip code, no matter what county they live in, through virtual care, through other opportunities for our specialists to actually bridge that gap through outreach has been another really important thing, but another big benefit of our integrated system. 
That's amazing. Erica, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today and sharing these really inspiring stories, especially thinking through all the challenges that have occurred during the pandemic. And then we'll continue to come in that healthcare space. It's so important, as you mentioned, to have the ability to be nimble and be able to respond quickly. I appreciate you being here on the podcast today. It's been such a fun and interesting conversation. And I I know you'll be at our annual meeting as well in April. It's exciting to hear from you and others. We've got more than 550 elite speakers that will be at the annual meeting talking about how they're driving healthcare forward and really making a big difference. We're also just really excited to have partners there. More than 300 sponsors and exhibitors will be at the event. And so there's so much happening, a lot of buzz in healthcare, and we'll be excited to see you there. Thank you, Erica. Thanks so much, Laura. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.